Justin Pora. This is the JP Hoops Podcast brought to you by Book It Sports. If you haven't heard of the Book It Sports app by now, I don't really know what you're doing. The number one social media community for sports betting and sports gamblers all across the world. You could track lines, you could follow friends, see what they're doing. You have a whole feed of people telling you what they're taking. You can even get picks off of handicappers as well. If you're looking for something to tell, I put all of my NBA bets on the Book It Sports app, and you should too. The Book It Sports app, Apple, Android Store, wherever you get your apps, you can find the Book It Sports app. This is the JB Hoops Podcast. Tuesday, May 18th, the official start of the NBA postseason. The playing games are just about ready to tip off in the Eastern Conference. We have The Pacers up against the Hornets, followed by the Celtics-Wizards. Both of them should be fairly close games, I would think. And then, of course, Wednesday night, the big night, Western Conference playing game between the Warriors and the Lakers. That's the big daddy of them all. And then, of course, the Grizzlies and the Spurs as well. We're going to get into the playing games. This will be a playing game podcast. We'll also recap some things about the end of the regular season Maybe some MVP talk. I'm not so sure. But for now, let's stick to the playing games and let's talk about the Eastern Conference first since they're just about ready to tip off as I'm recording this Tuesday afternoon. So the big game of the two is the battle for 7-8. It's the Wizards and the Celtics. Celtics now without Jalen Brown. Russell Westbrook getting hot at the right time. Bradley Beal came up a little bit short in the scoring title race up against Stephen Curry. It seems like the Celtics kind of have their backs against the wall. It's been a devastating year for them. They just have failed to live up to expectations. Once again, I would, you know, subject to say. However, that is not what this game is about. This game, because I think whoever wins the 7-8 game will beat either the Pacers or the Hornets in that 9-10 game. So that's not really an issue. But when we talk about seeding, oh boy, could we get an absolute show in the first round? So I already have posted on the Book It Sports app that I predict that the Wizards will win. I would say about 70% of that is that I really do think the Wizards are going to win. Celtics on a low, Wizards on a high. They ended the season really strong. Russell Westbrook has been very good for them down the stretch. But I would say the other 30% is just because of what needs to happen for content purposes. So if the Wizards win this game, they're officially the seventh seed in the East which means they are matched up with the two-seed Brooklyn Nets. Don't get me wrong. Whoever plays Brooklyn, whether it's Boston or Washington, will lose in no more than five games. It'll either go four or five. Brooklyn's going to win. And it probably won't be any close games I would expect. The point differential will be somewhere around 80 combined for all four or five games. However, 
Because the NBA, it's all about drama. We all want to see these superstars going up against each other. Can you think of a better scenario than seeing Kevin Durant and James Harden go up against Russell Westbrook in the Eastern Conference playoffs? I mean, if you were in 10 years in the past, 2011 or 2012, as that was the year that Oklahoma City team made the finals, and you told me, Russell Westbrook, Kevin Durant, James Harden would all be in a playoff series in the Eastern Conference with Durant and KD matched up against Russell Westbrook. Who does not sign up for that? And yes, the Nets would absolutely massacre the Wizards. But to see at least Four or five guaranteed moments of Westbrook slamming home a dunk, drawing at one of the two. Or James Harden crossing up Russell Westbrook and then lobbing it to Durant for an alley-oop. And then you have them drawing back and forth, back and forth the entire game. Because you know that those are three of the most competitive dudes in the league. Going up against each other, it will be must-watch every game, even if the games are terrible. I mean, who remembers the first game where Kevin Durant was on the Warriors up against Westbrook's Thunder? Warriors killed the Thunder. But we got all the Westbrook KD content that we needed from that game. And then, since then, James Harden recruits Russell Westbrook to get traded to the Houston Rockets. Then James Harden bails out of town. And now Russ is, is sitting around all by himself. Him and Bradley Beal in Washington going, what, what's going on? So now we get that dynamic as well. And then, of course, you have Kyrie, Bradley Beal, Blake Griffin. Ton of star power all around. But it's about those three guys that series. Particularly Durant and Westbrook. You, that is what the NBA needs in the first round of the Eastern Conference where... You kind of know what's going to happen no matter what. But just to get that entertainment, Westbrook, Durant, Harden, that's what we all need to see. So if you are watching with no interest at all, you better be rooting for the Wizards to beat the Celtics tonight. Now, on the other end, if the Celtics lose to the Wizards and they beat either the Pacers or the Hornets, which is what I think is going to happen, Then you get Celtic Sixers, Boston Philly, a rematch of a playoff series from last year where the Celtics swept the 76ers in the bubble. Swept them in the first round, four games. Well, now they have Joel Embiid, who's an MVP candidate. They're the number one seed in the Eastern Conference. The Celtics, a couple weeks ago, lost their second best player and have been an absolute train wreck all season long. You don't think Philly's going to want to really stick it to him? You don't think that Joel Embiid is going to try and absolutely dominate that game against Boston? Because he is, let me tell you. And I think that's also a four-game series. But just to have the dynamic from last year to this year, just to see how much has changed, Philly-Boston wouldn't be too bad of a matchup either. When you look at the other playing game, look, 
It's exciting that LaMelo balls in, in a postseason game, standalone nationally televised game. The Pacers, everyone expected a bit more from them. Zabonis is an all-star. In the end, I don't think it really matters. Maybe the Pacers could beat the Celtics or the Wizards in that second game. I don't think they could beat the Wizards. Maybe they could beat the Celtics, but I wouldn't really think so. Their head coach is on the hot seat. It doesn't matter much. It'll be a good game. The spread's only a few points. Three points, if I remember correctly. And it'll be fun watching LaMelo. And if you haven't watched any Hornets games all season long, this is really an opportunity for you to watch them because they are a fun team. I just don't think they have the the power to match up against a Pacers team that really had aspirations of a top four seed coming into the season and are now sitting at ninth in the playing tournament, now having to win two games to secure a first-round berth. So let's move over to the Western Conference. The big storyline coming out of the Western Conference playing tournament, and no disrespect to the Grizzlies or the Spurs, and it's kind of the same situation. It's going to be awesome to see John Morant in a postseason situation. I believe they were in the playing tournament last year as well. The Spurs kind of lost some firepower ever since uh, Derek White is now going to be out. You know, it is what it is. They're going to lose. Whoever wins that game is going to lose to either the Warriors or the Lakers no matter what. But the storyline is LeBron James in the play-in tournament against Stephen Curry. Two of the best three players on the planet. Undoubtedly, and I think Kevin Durant is the other. Steph having an MVP season that ended in a scoring title. LeBron James was a candidate for MVP before he sat out 20-plus games with his injury. And now they play for an opportunity at the seventh seed in the Western Conference. It's just one game. Anything could happen. But it will be must-watch television. We all know about the history between LeBron James and Stephen Curry in the NBA playoffs. It's been in the finals, and it happened four straight times. And it was amazing every single time. LeBron loves going off. Steph, not necessarily an NBA finals performer, but he is on a different level this year. I think this is some of the best basketball Stephen Curry has ever played outside of the 2016 season where his team didn't win the championship. And now they are the 7th and 8th seed in the West. It's a fall from grace. And both teams feel like they have a lot to prove. And both teams are coming in red hot. The Lakers won their last five games. But there's a reason on betting markets that the Lakers are 7-point favorites. They're a lot better than Golden State. And we're used to Golden State, you know, if you've been watching basketball over the last five years, being a powerhouse, being deep, playing defense, moving the ball, doing all these things. They don't have those guys anymore. Andrew Wiggins and Kelly Oubre are not Kevin Durant and Klay Thompson. And I don't think that's surprising anybody. And no one wanted to, you know, hop on the bandwagon on that team. Once they saw Clay was injured and Durant left and Iguodala leaves, they couldn't pay everybody. They paid their two guys that were there the whole time, Steph and Clay. They have Draymond Green there still. Clay 
unfortunately not there. One of my favorite players in the league. Very unfortunately missing his second straight season. But now we get to see Curry in God mode. And I think he is going to have an amazing game. I don't think the Lakers are going to be able to stop him. They can only hope to contain him. But they're good enough on defense to stop every other player on that team. And they have LeBron James and Anthony Davis who nobody, nobody on the Warriors is going to be able to defend. That's just the truth. And it doesn't really matter where the teams are seated. I don't think either of them, you know, necessarily want to fall into either situation because winner plays the Jazz, excuse me, winner plays the Suns, loser plays the Jazz. Second round, maybe you think, oh, either Portland or Denver or the Clippers or the Mavericks. They're just trying to win that game and go into the postseason hot. And you know what? If either team really puts their head down and goes into this postseason hot, I give them both a really good chance. So that brings me to another point. Because I do think that the Lakers win this game, and I do think it's pretty convincing. Even though I think Steph could have about 40. If the Lakers win, their path back to the NBA Finals is extremely manageable. After all the BS that's been happening all year long with LeBron being injured, AD playing injured, nobody wanted to play the shortened offseason. Everyone's trying to rest games, blah, blah, blah. But now they put the last five games together, three of them against either play-in or play-off teams, Ws, LeBron on the court, and they are ready to rock and roll because this is the time of year where LeBron James really picks up steam. And if they are able to beat Golden State, a team that he definitely has a chip on his shoulder against, I mean, look at what they'd have to do. They'd have to beat Phoenix, a team where Chris Paul is really shouldering all of the postseason reps, Jay Crowder being another guy, but not necessarily. Then you get either Portland or Denver, both teams that the Lakers beat in five games en route to getting to last year's NBA Finals. Oh yeah, and the Nuggets a lot worse. Because Jamal Murray isn't there anymore. And then after that, you either got the Clippers or the Jazz or the Mavericks. Of course, everyone is hoping and assuming it would be the Los Angeles Clippers. And then we got a little bit of a series on our hands. Just because we've seen the Clippers kind of dominate the Lakers over the regular season, the last two regular seasons. But what if it's the Jazz? They're going to win. They're going to beat all of these teams. And just like that, LeBron James back in another finals. That would be 10 NBA finals appearances in the last 11 years. 10 NBA finals appearances in the last 11 years. And don't get this misconstrued. I still believe everything that I said in the last podcast. I have absolutely despised the persona that LeBron James has displayed this season. And you know what? 
There's a lot of people that hate LeBron James that were quick to tell me, hey, he's always been this way. And maybe I haven't noticed it, but the fact of the matter is he is still the best basketball player on the planet. Anthony Davis has played like a top five player on the planet over the last few weeks. And they are getting hot at the right time, getting healthy at the right time. They have the depth. They have the experience. They have two monsters. And they are ready to rumble in the Western Conference playoffs. I think the route is easier and they gain the momentum with a win over Golden State. But even if they fall into the eighth seed and they're going to crush either the Spurs or Memphis, then they're going to be rocking and rolling now that it is officially NBA playoff time. Woo, did that feel good to say. We are here, baby. It's been a rocky regular season. Now everything's heating up. And now... Another thing that we'll address is the MVP race is officially over because they don't count the postseason for this. So now we have an opportunity to really evaluate who we think is the most valuable player in the NBA. So it's been an interesting race to really follow all season long. Earlier in the year, I thought LeBron was getting ready to run away with it. Then he gets injured and is completely now out of the conversation. Joel Embiid has been in the conversation all year long. And even though he missed 20 games, he's still in that conversation because the Sixers are the number one seed in the East. You have Stephen Curry, who was never supposed to win it, then messes around and wins a scoring title and brings the Warriors with a lackluster roster into the eighth seed and into the Western Conference playing tournament. You have Chris Paul, who doesn't have the numbers, but brought a Spurs team that couldn't make the playoffs after a perfect bubble. Now the second seed in the Western Conference, making the postseason for the first time in 10 years. And then I think another name that you could mention is Giannis. You know, I think when you stack Giannis and Embiid up against each other, especially since Giannis has won three MVPs in a row now, you know, Embiid got the Sixers to the one seed. And the one seed really matters this year because now Giannis and the Bucks have to play the Brooklyn Nets in that second round should the Bucks even beat the Heat, who they couldn't beat last year. So I don't know if I'm giving it to Giannis. I also think there's some voters fatigue there. He's the only other name in that race. And then you have guys like Luka Doncic, perhaps Damian Lillard, but these are guys who are on the outside looking in. So the bubble of players that can win and will be, it'll be one of these four guys. It's Embiid, it's Jokic, it's Curry, and it's Chris Paul. I don't think they're giving it to Steph Curry. Eight seed in the West, especially if, you know, they slip up in the playing tournament. Even the fact that they're in the playing tournament, they're, while it is one of his better seasons, I think this version of Steph Curry is much better than the 2015 version that won that first MVP before the unanimous season. It's not going to be him. They won't give it to him. But I do think that he'll make first team all NBA and he'll get votes. Chris Paul, the numbers play a factor. 
And if you're not the highest scoring guy on your team and you're not averaging double digit assists, it is in extremely difficult to judge a player's value on that. And look, what he brings is a lot of intangibles as well. He's the leader on that team. It's clear he runs the offense, slows up the pace of it. He really has helped Devin Booker a lot and all these young shooters that they have. And they're the number two seed in the Western Conference for a reason. And if it was the same exact roster and Chris Paul wasn't on it, who knows if they would make the playoffs. But 16 points per game, eight and a half assists, it's not going to be him. So you have Embiid and Jokic. Now I've been on record saying Embiid should be the MVP if the Sixers get the one seed. However, 51 games compared to 72 games, nearly identical stats in points per game and rebounds per game, and Jokic is averaging 8.5 assists. And has able to keep Denver as the number three seed in the Western Conference without Jamal Murray. And yes, I understand that Embiid plays more defense than Jokic. I think that is the strongest argument for Embiid over Jokic along with the one seed in the East. But they were still winning games without him. They're still the one seed even though he missed 21 games. They didn't lose all of those 21 games. Jokic has played every single game this season. Has kept this team afloat through trades and injuries and everything going on in a crowded Western Conference. It's got to be Nikola Jokic. He has to be the MVP. And if it's not him, it's Embiid or Chris Paul, maybe Steph Curry. But I think it's pretty clear to me that Nikola Jokic is the MVP of our league this season. It's been an unbelievable year. Anyone who's had him on fantasy basketball, he's No doubt about it, either the number one player or number two. Maybe Giannis is there as well, but Giannis doesn't pass like Jokic. He doesn't even shoot like Jokic. He's been so good, and the Nuggets have went through so many changes within the season, and the one constant was that this man from Serbia was going to absolutely dominate, run the offense from the center position, and get you buckets. So yes, Nikola Jokic is the MVP of the league. I'm retracting my original argument from a few weeks ago where I said if the Sixers get the one seed, that's how Joel Embiid gets the MVP. Turns out it's just not enough. And it's going to be a European for the third year in a row. It's a great accomplishment. It really shows the diversity of the game. And congratulations, Nikola Jokic, because you are this year's NBA MVP. No doubt in my mind. All right, so that'll wrap up today's podcast. We'll have another podcast breaking down all things about the NBA playoffs as we have every matchup set by the end of the week. And it'll be one hell of a ride. I can't wait for you guys to join me on it. It's going to be a jam-packed month and a half. I'll be doing a ton of things. And it's going to be great. And while you're at it, go check out the Book It Sports app to see who I'm taking 
for every single playoff game. My best bet over, under, player prop, money line, spread, you name it. I'll be on the Book It Sports app making my plays. Appreciate y'all. Thank you for listening. Tune in at the end of the week. This has been the JB Hoops Podcast. Thank you.